Hi, Stephen. Can you hear Hi. me now? Yeah, I can, yeah. Grad. I just went downstairs and I said to the kids, turn off all 16 devices because <laughs> I can't see and I can't hear Stephen. So at this point, I realised technology is definitely not my friend. I'm sat next to the modem, the router, whatever you want to call it, trying to make this thing work so I can crack on with the conversation with Stephen. I mean, after all, that's why we're here, right? And they looked at me, they're like, what do you mean? I was like, tell them off, tell them off. Just give me, give me an hour and let's see if that works out. So hopefully this works. So they're going to be very bored for the next hour. Yay! My pal today is Stephen Adjiedu, who, as a man, really doesn't do things by halves, as you're going to probably find out a bit more about later. So, Stephen, thanks so much for joining me, champ. Um, over to you, really, if you could give everyone a brief introduction of who you are, and then we'll get into it, really. Yeah, so um, I'm Stephen. Um, a project, I'm a senior project manager um, in the NHS um, by day. Um, and I'm a cyclist, runner, triathlete um, as well. In my in my spare time, um, I'm also the run crew captain, so I have my own run crew, the brunch club, um, that I've been running um, for six years now. Brilliant! So I, I caught the run crew, um, cyclist, triathlete in there as well. Yeah, triathlete. Yeah. So um, I did a few sprint and Olympic triathlons over the last couple of years, and then. Um, uh, when I started cycling a little bit more last year, then I, I, I did my first three, um, 70.3 triathlons, two at the end of last year, and then one at the beginning of this year. Um, I managed to get one, one race in before, before COVID. Um, so yeah, I've done three, three 70.3, um, triathlons as well. But that just sounds hard. So like, I'm not a triathlete. You know, I stick to the bike because running when I step outside for training on, my heart starts going crazy. So I don't even mess with it. But what's a seventy point three for like me and anyone else that's not like too into like triathlon? <laughs> yeah, so um, it's a one point nine k swim, um, okay. which it which is the hardest part for me. I'm not a very good swimmer, and I would even go as far as saying I don't I don't like swimming that much to be honest. Okay. Um, okay. So, so kind of like when I get the swim done, then then I'm happy. Um, but okay. then 90k, 90k ride, um, mm-hmm. and then a 21, um, 21.1k uh, run, so a half marathon at the end. Why? So tell me why. <laughs> like you don't you don't even like swimming. You just said it yourself. Like I don't even like the swimming. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. not just do like one? I, I, yeah, I think it's the challenge, really. I think, although, although, um, obviously now there's a lot more like duathlon races as well, where you can, you can um, run, cycle, and run. Um, but I think it's just the challenge, really. Um, and I've been fortunate as well to like combine it with like traveling. So the the first yeah. seven point three I did was in Marrakesh. Um, the second one was in Bahrain. So right. And That's all right. the third one at the beginning of this year was in Thailand. So I think like combining oh, the travel as well um, okay. is always like, I guess, the extra incentive when you're training for like 16, 18, 20 weeks. Um, so then yeah. kind of know you have the race, but then you have like a bit of a holiday as well. So, yeah, I've always I've, I've done the same more or less with my marathons as well. Like when I when I was doing mm-hmm. more marathon running, a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Um, were outside of the UK, um, so there was like a, a travel or kind of like holiday element to that as well. I like that. I like that. So, so do you do it as like a thing where you do the event and then you'd have like a few days either after it or before it where you could just explore like Thailand and, and or wherever Bahrain, wherever you'd be? Is that how you kind of run it? Yeah, generally, yeah. Um, like with with Thailand. Um, Normally, I do like a holiday bit after rather than like yeah, having course. too much downtime and then trying to yeah. race. Um, yeah, and makes then, sense. So, yeah, usually like, especially if you're you're traveling long distance somewhere like Thailand, then, then yeah, yeah, trying to have the holiday at the end. So you made the most of like the travel time all the way there. Um, so, That's yeah, I've been, been lucky to like race in, in some nice places, which helps. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Stephen, I would say like, 
just go on holiday, dude, man. Like, just you can just do that. Like, you can do that. It's all right. Man. That's lovely. Um, no, I, I want to get back into it a little bit, but I've seen a few of our our friends are on here. So Duke, I can see, is tuned in. Hi, and I saw Ali earlier on. Ali Woods from Veloci, um, Bela Smith, um, Sanj. Hi, um, my Miss Personal Trainer. I, I don't know your real name, but thank you so much for joining everybody. Um, great to see you all here. So let's let's. We've got Cyphus, we've got Run Crew Captain, we've got Triathlete. You talked about this marathon business as well. Where do we start? Should we, should we go back to the beginning? Like, tell me, like, where did you grow up? And were you the kid that, like, literally everyone in school was like, I want him on my team because he can run, he could do all this crazy stuff. Like, no, tell, no, us, tell us a bit about not, the background. So I think, like, so I, I originally am from Nottingham. Um, okay. And so I grew up there. Um, and... Um, yeah, I think my I would say my first love was football, really. Um, okay. Like I ne- I never played like obviously to a like a, a top level, but yeah, football was definitely my first love. Um, I had bikes mm. when I was younger, but I, like I think I, I think probably just like from where I grew up, like bikes. Um, I don't know. I think I think my parents probably didn't really want me cycling on the road for, for mm. safety perspective. Safety. So I think sure. like yeah, it was always like. I had a I had a bike at a young age, but there was only so far I could go on it. Um, right. So so yeah, um, and then I think yeah, as I got older, um, I think I was like going to the gym more uh, like in sort of teenage years, I guess. Like a lot. Of I, I can see that. I can see that you're still <laughs> looking quite stacked. I mean, people from here, I see that. Um, and then um, and then I, I think when I when I it was actually when I first moved to London. Um, so I moved to London in 2012, just after after the Olympics, and um, uh, yeah. so that was when I started running. I think um, I moved to East London, Hackney, and I think I really started running to get more familiar, like with the um, with the like new place where I'd moved to, um, mm. and and actually that's when I, I sort of started cycling again as well. So um, okay, I I um, I got a bike on cycle to work, like. Okay, my yeah. first job in London. Um, it was six hundred. No, it was four hundred pounds, which was a lot, a lot at the time. Um, yes. And um, so, so I used that really to to ride, uh, ride commute, um, mm-hmm. and um, and so yeah, I kind of got. I, I kind of, I still kind of feel like I'm not a proper cyclist, but even, but then definitely didn't feel like a proper cyclist. Um, whatever a proper cyclist is, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, it's what you, you do. You, do you sit on a bike, and does it have an engine? Does it have an engine? Yeah. No, no, it doesn't have an engine. Then, then, man, you're a proper cyclist. Like you, you pedal it yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. And, and this is not dissing anyone that's got an e-bike, because at some point with the e-bike, you still got pedals, so you're still a cyclist. I'm, I'm all for like just if you ride a bike, you're a cyclist, man. You're in. <laughs> So that's cool. So digressing a little bit. So at school, it sounds like football was the thing. And then you kind of came down to London 2012, which was the year of the Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. It seems like young ago, but to be in London at that time, I mean, if anyone, um, oh, Anna, the runners jumped in. So you said that you weren't a proper runner at some point too, Stephen. That's true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Right. Well, actually, on that point, I just want to say, like, it, it makes it so much more fun. If anyone's got any questions or comments or encouragement that they want to add in, like, just drop it in the chat. If that's all right with you, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, definitely, um, definitely. And then if you see or I see, like, we could just flow because I think it's lovely for me to get to know you, but great for other people to ask you questions because um, of the, the specialist knowledge that you have in sports that I don't know anything about. Um, but, yeah, I was going to ask you a bit about the um, 2012 because that was a magical time in London remembering back and I just think we saw the best of the world like people were just together and there was a vibe that was just like incredible like did you feel that vibe when you moved to London at that time was it something special for you as well um I think I think it was I think like probably by the time the Olympics were were happening I'd probably already decided to move from Leeds where I was living to to London sure. um so but I think yeah I think seeing like a huge event happening um, mm. in London or in the UK 
um, was obviously great. And then I think, by, I think when I moved here, um, and as I said, like I lived in Hackney, so um, I wasn't that far from um, the Olympic Stadium. Um, so I think uh, like yeah. seeing that for the first time and then, um, you know, I, I guess seeing how um, that whole area was, was transformed, you know, from the Olympics mm. and, and obviously the way it is now still. Um, yes. was obviously great to see and even being able to see the like the flats which were the, the athletes village and and stuff like that yeah. i think like yeah and i guess i've never been that close to like an athlete's village before um, no no so, so, brilliant yeah. maybe one day you'll be in one i don't know <laughs> is, is that is that I, I, future plans i'm jumping around like future plans <laughs> you, yeah you, i i, I doubt you, it you, for that? you never know you never what know. why not man <laughs> Too, 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 left it too late or just not yeah probably no. I think I don't know I, I think personally so um, as I said like I, I went into endurance running and then mm. from there into triathlons and um, and cycling and I think I've yeah. always um, I've always really seen like a challenge in those things and I've always felt yeah. them as being challenging um, I think like, sure. at school like I was much better sprinting and short distance so mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, I, it's a slightly different thing, I guess, to do something that you're good at versus doing something that you, you kind of know you're challenging yourself. Yeah. You, you maybe yeah. have slightly different um, expectations, maybe. Oh, fair enough. I feel that. I love it. I, I get carried away sometimes. I mean, I see you and I'm like, you could do it. You could definitely do it. But you know, <laughs> you know the reality. So that's all good. And just jumping back onto your running. So I, I, I remember hearing a stat somewhere that in the space of a period of time, like you did a few marathons like talk, talk me through that because i did a half marathon once it was like the world parks one yeah and i nearly killed myself like because <laughs> i didn't train i saw a floyd mayweather video him running cool music and i was like i'm doing a marathon well half marathon and i need that so with the marathons coming back to the question was there a period of time when you did quite a few marathons is this is this true yeah yeah so um i i did uh, I'm trying to remember that. I did, I think, 11 <laughs> marathons, um, 11 marathons in the space of about five years. Um, so a couple of years. Nutter. Yeah, a couple of years I did three a year and then um, most years two. And then I was injured for a lot of last year. And then mm. this year, obviously, you know, well, yeah, everything's been cancelled pretty yeah. much. So I'm hoping to yeah. get back to it next year. I'd, I'd really like to to run a marathon wow. again next year um, and then sort of see where I'm at in terms of, um, mm-hmm. I guess, like time and stuff like that and, and whether or not I enjoy it. I, I do yeah. find sometimes, I think, when I'm training for a marathon, especially like if I'm doing three in a year or two in a year, um, I do lose a bit of the enjoyment that I have from running yeah. when I'm training. Um, because I'm not surprised, uh, dude. Like, isn't that like 26 miles apart? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's also like, um, run, sometimes I'm when I'm training for a marathon, I'm, I'm running like five, six days a week. And some of those mm-hmm. runs I'm running because I, I have to or it's on my plan, yeah. not necessarily yeah. because I, I want to and, and that kind of thing. Um, so I saw Anna, Anna asked what my bucket list race is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'd really like to run at Amsterdam Marathon, but I've also run five of the six world majors so it's only boston that i haven't run i haven't run boston wow. because i haven't qualified um okay so i don't know if i'll if i'll be fast enough to qualify um but yeah like like dream scenario is that i would be able to qualify and i'd be able to run boston how fast do you have to do it to qualify because i'm still mind blown but what sort of <laughs> speed time do you have to do it in? yeah so I'm I'm 35 now, so I think the time if you're 35, I think is um, I think it's 3:05. It's either 3:05 or 3:10. Um, it might be 3:05. Um, yeah. And yeah, my my um, personal best is 3:25, um, okay. which is quite a big difference. Um, yeah, no, over that distance, it's a lot, isn't it? So, well, look, good, good luck. And you never know, this year, the break that we've had and everything else, you, it, sometimes it can do someone. It's not that I know what I'm talking about, so I've never really done that. But, but I, I say it sounds good, man. It sounds good. Um, and I, I want to ask a bit about the London Brunch Club, because that's something that I saw just since I've been following you, that, you know, obviously, you, 
guess you need and stuff. Can you tell us a bit about that? What, what is that about? Yeah, definitely. So um, it's been running for about six years now. Um, and we have typically around like 100 members. And um, in, in normal times, we, we sort of yeah. meet every Sunday. Uh, we go for a long run together and then we go for brunch, as, as the sort of name suggests. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, it's it's very much of a social thing, but then um, mm-hmm. like we have different pace groups, so people can run, you know, at a pace that's comfortable for them. And the idea True. is like we we kind of catered for everyone from like the the sub three hour marathoners that are qualifying for Boston, yeah. all the way up until like I don't know like five hour marathon or five thirty marathon that that someone yeah. that's maybe training for their first, or or someone like yourself who's done a half and maybe wants to train for a marathon. Yeah. Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. I'm good. I'm sick. I'll fall back. <laughs> I'll fall back. I, I love that. Hook, but you didn't take it. No, mate. No, no. I'm, I'm, I, in fact, I would love to, but for COVID. That's how I'm going to blame everybody on COVID. I shall do it. Oh, that's phenomenal. It sounds like a lovely sort of community, and I guess something where just hearing you talk about it, quite inclusive as well. Like, it you, it's not like you've got to be super elite. You can just come in and do it at any kind of level and just enjoy the camaraderie and that sort of stuff. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was brilliant. like... Yeah, that was the whole point of it to bring people together, and it's, it's actually the, the like the element of it that I guess I'm most proud of. In that, yeah. in those six years, we've been able to bring together people from different backgrounds, people who have moved to London from from different countries, um, yeah. different races, religions, um, and and like bring them together um, every Fabulous. week. Um, and um, so, yeah. I, and I think also, you know, by going for brunch at different restaurants every week as well, we've been able to support a lot of um, small businesses, um, especially like, you know, now, um, obviously, with a lot of those businesses having, like, in hospitality, having problems with COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so, um, yeah, I think we've been able to support quite a lot of small businesses in our, in our time all the way across London. Fantastic. As well, which I think is really important. That's a lovely idea, you know. I might, I might be like that idea very much so um no good good work and hopefully for the future you know like you can get back to it and we can all get back to doing the stuff that we um enjoy and love and i wanted to ask you just in terms of like when you cycle like switching it back because the running is cool and stuff but when you cycle um is it like work focused like are you cycling with a mission in mind or can you ever sort of do a steady ride where you're exploring and seeing different scenery like how do you how do you approach your bike riding? Yeah, I think a mixture really. I think when, especially like now, where I'm not specifically training for anything, um, yeah. I I think I'm yeah I'm more open to kind of just doing long rides and um, and and exploring a little bit more definitely. Yeah. Um, I think when you know when I'm training for like a triathlon or something, then then my sessions are a little bit more focused. So I might need to do mm-hmm. like. A specific distance or a specific time mm. um but yeah generally generally at the moment um and and actually uh, uh, quite often like on a saturday for example like i just do a long ride um normally with my girlfriend and then um yeah we'll just try and explore a little bit oh okay nice that sounds cool that sounds really cool and I, i'm thinking flipping around with different ideas to sort of ask you but when it comes to like the competitive side like, are you trying to win the race against your girlfriend, like, to different points? Or, like, can you, like, turn it off a bit? Um, well, when we ride together? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, she's competitive. Like, basically, if I go in front, she feels like I'm trying to, like, push the pace. So then, like, oh, right. she comes up. So, like, normally right, right. I let her go in front. And, um, Fair enough. And then she does all, the, like, the navigating. Um, yeah. And then I, yeah, I just sit behind her. It's easier that way. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it sounds like you've met, it sounds like you've met your match there. I love it. Yeah. Good. So, so in terms of like advice that you might give, I, I suppose the triathlons is, is one thing, but like to switching it to like cycling related just a bit, or maybe just triathlons, whatever you feel. Like what advice would you give someone like thinking about doing something like that starting out? Because, you know, 11 marathons in like five years, mad, mind blown. Like the triathlons that you've done, again, mind blown. But if, if you're starting out from ground zero, like what would you say to somebody in terms of some of the key things that they they could consider and might help their journey be smoother? You know. Yeah, I think um, 
I think first of all, I I will probably say like, and from like a coaching perspective, because I'm a I'm a qualified yeah. running coach as well. Um, oh, blimey! So okay. Like, yeah. So from a coaching perspective, I would always say like set realistic goals. I think like and um, and also like don't be afraid of like 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 if your goal is just to like just to complete like a 5k if you've never done that before yeah. like that's that's a, that goal is fine even though that um, i think like with social media and strava and stuff like that like you you might see people running 5k every day and you think that that's not a realistic goal but actually if yeah. you're like doing from like couch to 5k or something then then i think the goal mm. should be realistic and i think like the same with mm-hmm. triathlons i think um you know it's fine to start like with a sprint triathlon which which is a much shorter distance and then maybe work up to like an olympic distance and then maybe mm-hmm. 7.3 or, or further i think it's fine like yeah. those levels exist those levels and distances exist for a reason and so i think it's fine yeah. to, to kind of pick your entry point your entry point doesn't have yeah. to be like necessarily the same as someone else that's been doing it for a long time or, or just or even just the same as someone else i think it's fine to have Brilliant. something which is realistic Brilliant. for you yeah, so tailor it to yourself, which is which is great because I think in life sometimes I don't know when I when I was younger I always used to like look at what other people were doing and think oh like I should be doing that I should be doing or I could be doing that and to a degree maybe but I think as I've got older it's kind of like set your level to where you are do you know what I mean like don't don't go chasing after what other people are necessarily doing so that's cool yeah oh, look, I, there's I, some I, more points. Go, no, I go for it, go for that's it. like one of the I guess the pros and cons of social media is that. Um, it's great to be able to see what other people are doing and it's inspiring to see what other people are doing um, and that yeah. can inspire you to do, you know, inspire you to do certain things. But yeah, I definitely think um, you shouldn't necessarily worry about like how far or exactly what people are doing if like based on your goals. I think it's fine to have your own like sort of individual goals as well. Brilliant. No, I think that's definitely sage advice and relevant now as ever because i think probably a lot of us having not got so much uh social interactions going because of this, the current situation probably spend a lot more time on social media and i definitely do and it's good to just have that check and balance that yeah you and, and also to remember that what you see isn't the whole picture right like it's not the whole picture there's people tend to share what's rosy and good rather than the grit and waking up at silly o'clock and running in the rain when you don't want to i mean that's not it's just not the one really but yeah definitely in terms of advice i'd also say like you know as as we kind of do with with london brunch club i think doing um doing things running or cycling and training with other people as well i think also makes it more rewarding as well if you know you're with someone else who's also training and you see them sort of achieve their goals um or Mm. also just like running with someone or cycling with someone it helps make you more accountable um and i think yeah it, it helps you know you can encourage each other as well so at some point yeah you might have an off day or the other person might have an off day i think like when you're with other people or in a group um yeah i think it definitely helps yeah i'll do t- 125 30 percent i agree with you as much as i can because i, I have it when on so ride for unity initially started off being like virtual riding as you know and, and we do that every wednesday at uh, 8 30 p.m gmt now and there are some weeks where it gets to the wednesday and i'm just like oh man i don't want to do it but i'm i guess i'm the ride leader so i'm like well, if i don't do it then it's not happening and then usually when i i, I know other people are doing it i've got to do it and then once yeah. you get there and you get the chat going it's exactly as you say like keeps you accountable but you also enjoy it a lot more you know you get out of your head and before you know it, the time's passed. But um, I was going to ask you about cycling. So have you, in terms of like a, a passion for cycling or enjoyment for cycling, I've seen some of your pictures on, on Instagram and there's been some amazing places that you've seen or been to on your bike. Like separate to where, I wanted to ask firstly, if there was a love for cycling that you developed and if so, how would you capture that? Like, what What is it? I guess I always ask this, like, what is it about cycling that you particularly love and enjoy? You know? Yeah, I think, um, so I know you always ask this. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, so I put you on the spot, right? Actually, Come on, do something. <laughs> yeah, I, I think my answer is actually very similar to Duke's um, a couple of weeks ago in that it's the, the, the element of freedom. 
And I think like yeah. I had that definitely with running first, like when I first started running and, and running in places like the first time I went to Victoria Park or the first time I ran down to like Tower Bridge and seeing yeah. all those places like by foot for the first time, you know, through running. And now mm. I think with cycling, I've got the same thing, but you're you're obviously able to go further. You're able to like yes. go from the city out into the countryside um, and yeah. have a, break, yeah. a bit of a break from the city. And so I think it's just, for me, yeah, the freedom and the ability to, to go slightly further than maybe I would be able to like if I was running. Um, yeah. And and so, yeah, it's, that's definitely like the element of it that I enjoy the most. Brilliant, brilliant. And then flipping it back, I guess I should have asked them in different order, but places that you've been to, like so far, favourite place to cycle in the world, where has that been? Um, I would probably say Mallorca, I think. Um, oh, I really? Think, okay. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of like, a um, lot of great like cycling routes. I think the, the, the cars like give you, I think they're used to cyclists there. So I think yeah, which helps. the cars yeah. will give you like a decent amount of space, which helps like, depending on how experienced you are, I guess can help, you know, make you feel a bit more comfortable. Um, and yeah. like you actually belong on the road. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, it's, it's just a, a lot of variety there as well, different routes and, and um, that you can do. And there's a lot of climbs as well, which I'm not okay. very good at climbing at all. No. Again, because <laughs> like, I'm like short distance sprinter, like I'm not yeah. good on climbs, but I try and like, try and do it. So like, I know I'm going to get slightly better. Um, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, it's good. Brilliant. That's on my wish list. I haven't, I haven't been to Mallorca. I've done some rides in in France. Um, we were due to go to Italy, crew our Six Hills gang. We were supposed to go to Italy in June to do a sportive there, which is the it's called the Fausto Coffee. But definitely Mallorca is one that's on the wish list at, at some point. Really, um, Ali said, "Cycling paradise." I take your word for it. The pictures look awesome. So yeah, I definitely take your word for it, really. And it's nice that the site and the cars give you space. So, if it, thinking about present day, so where you are now, if you had two to three hours to kill, like, could you talk us through like a ride that you would go on? Like, what would, where would you go? Like, what would you be looking to explore and see? Because I'm always up for like transporting myself. I can't go many places. So I'm relying on you, Stephen. Take me, take me somewhere. Take me somewhere. Um, so I would probably say like one of two rides. So, so generally yeah. from where I am in in Islington. Um, most sort of long rides are like up through Epping Forest um, mm. and then out. I, I don't even know if it's really countryside, but it feels like countryside. Yeah. You're out of the city anyway. Yeah. Um, so, so I would probably say that's kind of my, like my go-to ride. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing is like it takes about half an hour to get out of like, um, right. I guess like, inner city, like suburbs and like to get actually out. And then obviously you've got the same coming back. Um, mm. I think probably like my like, like I think a couple of weeks ago I, I rode out to Richmond Park um, where I really like riding there because I think once you're there um, it's just like being in the middle of nowhere um, yeah and it's very different from like yeah riding around London so I think yeah. probably that or Richmond Park. Brilliant, brilliant. No, thank you for sharing that. I do love Richard Pye. In fact, one of my best friends, Mark Akwaba Yoga, he runs that. He's on here and I think I think there's rumour that him and a couple of the guys have planned to go down there tomorrow morning. So yeah, we, we did it a few weeks back and it's lovely. And especially this time of year when they've got the um those creatures with the yeah. things with the horns. That's the things. Those are the <laughs> things they do. <laughs> yeah. They do cruising around and just um add into the, the spectacle really that's really nice to see so good stuff well future plans i mean this year has not been the year to make plans because as you know like you make a plan and then it's cancelled but when you can make plans what are you thinking like where, where would you like to take your um cycling next um so i've i've registered for a triathlon in um lisbon in end mm -hmm. of march so mm -hmm. i like I'm kind of like tentative, like I'm going to start training like in the new year for that. Right, um, right. But I'm also, yeah, not a hundred percent sure if, if that will go ahead or like, yeah, I'm waiting to see, but fingers crossed, like it, it might be okay. Um, might be okay. and yes. then after that, um, I've got another 70.3 in Finland. Um, oh, nice. the year. 
so yeah that that should be nice. good and and that's it at the moment um i think like i'm i'm trying not to plan too much like you said like this year mm. had quite a lot of races that were planned and, and obviously cancelled for obviously obvious reasons so yeah um, yeah try not to commit too much but sort of mm. see what happens with covid and then and then see how the situation develops really fair enough fair enough well good good luck with that and good luck for anyone else that's got stuff planned or is thinking about planning stuff to see how this vaccine and everything else works out for us and then hopefully we can get back to doing the stuff that we love and enjoy um saying a hello to a couple of people we've got meg mac try is joined do you know meg mac try yeah yeah i do yeah okay hello meg mac try um africa apparel which is mohammed mo welcome thanks for joining um principal mark this is my guy. Welcome. Thank you for joining. Um, and Project Store, which brilliant independent retailers. My friend, Mikey Lawrence, ones that um, they joined as well. So hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us, man. This is Friday lunchtime, dinner time. And you've chosen to spend it with Stephen and I. So, so talking about inspiration. And then, so I'm yeah, just asking yeah. whether it inspired you or people that you look up, look up to be in sport yeah. or in London. So, yeah, definitely. So I, I was just saying briefly, um, I'm definitely inspired by people who like I've met or who've been part of um, either London Brunch Club or other run communities that I've seen, I guess, like have a goal and train like for a long period of time, like literally like sometimes years um, with a specific goal in mind. So definitely like inspired by that. Um, and I think I don't I don't really know if there's anyone particularly in like triathlon or um uh i guess with, with cycling like i would probably say like justin williams and legion la yeah. and like the work yeah. they do um it, it's definitely inspiring as well um, yeah so yeah okay cool cool and i mean on on the um idea of inspiration like i sometimes ask people about you know whether they have a motto or like a guiding principle for life is that something that you have? Like, is there something that you kind of refer to as maybe like your North Star, like when all else is difficult or when you're pushing yourself for something, like you've got something that you refer back to? Um, no, I, I don't think anything in particular. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think like, like I said before, like I think there's certain things that I do to kind of challenge myself. Um, and so I, I know kind of like at the end of the day, like, um, I'm kind of outside of my comfort zone, maybe doing yeah. something different. Um, and, and kind of, yeah, I guess with a lot of those kind of like, whether it's like a marathon or a triathlon, um, there's a kind of a lot of responsibility on yourself. Like it's down to you at the end of the day and like what you can do and what you can achieve. So I think like. Yeah, ultimately, I, I do have that in the back of my mind. And I think it's important for me as well um, to re to represent. And like I, I like have said, like um, previously, like there's, there's not a lot of like representation of like black people or minorities in, in a lot of the sports I do. So definitely, obviously, within cycling, within triathlon, especially, um, you know, like in, in, a, in some of the races I, I've done, like Thailand, for example, there may be like two, maybe three other black people. Um, and so and, and so that's noticeable, like you, you do notice that. Um, and so I am, I guess, like always aware of that as well. Yeah. And on that topic, I mean, how important is representation to you? I mean, from participating, I haven't done these events, but like participating in these sorts of events and being like, like a proper, proper tiny minority in that, like how, how helpful or otherwise would it be if there was, you know, greater representation or what have you? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I don't know, like, yeah, I, I don't know how, how helpful it would be like to me, but I think definitely like, I feel like, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like obviously better representation is, is better. Um, mm. and yeah I, I i guess i feel like by taking part by sharing like my experience and, and sharing that with other people and talking about it um hopefully you know it, it, even if only one or two people um are interested by it or yeah. um or 
find it interesting, you know, it might inspire them to maybe do something similar yeah. or, or, or just do something that they they sort of didn't think they were capable of doing. So, yeah, I, I guess that's that's what I hope or that's what I guess the objective is uh, by doing those things. And I, I, think, I think I said it before and you may have heard me say, but like Alison, um, Alison Woods so for Lot GCC, she said, um, this statement, which is like, if you can see it, then you can be it, which, you know, quite a profound statement, but actually, I, I feel that sincerely, like, this is why I do this, you know, these, these chats, because I want to ensure that across the spectrum, everyone gets to see someone that well, you better look at them, my good self, but someone that looks a bit like them, who is doing some stuff who then makes them hopefully think and feel inspired to say, well, why not? Like, why can't I like, if Stephen is doing it. If Viola is doing it, Alison or Abby Dentist or Rory Townsend, you know, getting paid to ride his bicycle. Chris Hall doing some crazy stuff up and down the country, up and down Box Hill, ninety-one times or whatever he did. Then you know, why can't you? And it's it's across the spectrum of sex, shade, sexual orientation, size and shape, like whatever you're about. Hopefully, when you tune into these chats, you'll see someone at some point that looks a bit like you doing something that you thought maybe I couldn't do, and then be inspired to do more. So. No, I love that. I love that. And I wanted to ask you a bit about like, if I was to put, again, I'm putting you on the spot a lot here, but putting you on the spot, like, if you could have, how much should we do this week? 25 million, 25 million pounds to try and increase the participation in, let's go with triathlons, because that's your thing. That's your baby, right? Like, to increase participation in that from a broad, you know, and representative group of um, athletes, like, how would you spend it? Like, what would you do? Um, good question. <laughs> yeah, I, I think probably like, um, yeah, going back to like, I guess what you said about representation, um, I think it's, yeah, it's really important to, to, for people to be able to see other people that, that look like them or, or people that they can identify with, um, yeah. doing those, those kind of things or those kind of sports. Um, so I think, for me, I think it would be in terms of the the money. I think it would be like trying to teach like core skills. Um, yeah. In terms of like definitely swimming is is like definitely like a core uh, core skill, and, and yeah. being able to ride a bike. So I think like trying to I guess like work with with kids or work in the community to try and um, encourage people to to try like swimming, to try cycling or running, um, yeah. and to maybe um to see if if they're interested by any of those things because i think like for, for in some cases definitely like you don't necessarily know you're going to like something unless you get the opportunity to try it um and obviously when you get the opportunity to try it or you get like some coaching or some help and some assistance this is like riding a bike for the first time like if, yeah. if you just fall off all the time, you're probably not going to get back on and, and ride a bike. No. But you know, if you have some support, um, you know, eventually you you you'll get the the hang of it. And yeah, it's, yeah, I guess it's a skill. So I guess it would be to try and you know try and teach and support you know as many I guess like kids or or um, youth I guess to, to to do those things and to try yeah. it. And I think it's also really interesting, like. You know, I, I live in Islington now, but lived in Hackney for a long time. And I think also seeing, um, I think it's Tayo, Tayo, Tayo Gagan yeah, 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 um, yeah. for the the, um, the Ineos Grenadiers, who, yeah. who I, from what I know and from what I've read, like in, in newspapers and, and stuff like that, like was into cycling from a young age. And so even seeing him like from Hackney, and and seeing his development to the point where now like obviously he won um jaro d'italia um, yeah. obviously seeing that you know it, it is possible um, yeah. and so hopefully you know being able to do similar things like that and, and maybe with some of the things that like some of the groups or um facilities that like he used um yeah hopefully being able to have that like accessible and affordable yeah. for like more kids and more people definitely i love that i really do and i think i'm with you like i'm of an age very soon like in two weeks i'm going to be of an age where you know i could do some stuff maybe like vets racing or something but i, I 
think that there's um, an onus on us to try and enable like the younger generations coming through. Certainly, if you want to see people push up to the elite level, because you know you got to be starting before I started riding bikes, and probably before you started bike. And I think when I talked to Spoonie, DJ Spoonie on here, he was sort of saying that the reason why football is so popular is because you've got that captive market. You know, like everyone sees themselves in footballing terms. You know, across gender now with you know women's football rising as it is but across across color as well so like you don't have many barriers to entry so kids see football and like oh, i want to do that like you have a tin can or whatever so i think if we, if we could yeah do something around the grassroots bit um that would be helpful i mean Fit fetish blog has said try is expensive and it's not accessible what, what do you think to that Stephen? Is, yeah, it, is, it, is it expensive yeah it's expensive like yeah 100 percent agree like i think i mean like even just like as an example like one of the like 70.3s um I, I like just race entry alone i think is like between it's in dollars but i think it's between like 250 300 pounds and that's just for, that's just for the race entry obviously you know you have like transport and accommodation um but also like you need a bike um yeah. with, and like yeah there's a lot of other things that probably you need definitely yeah. as well so um it is it, it is i would say like a bit prohibited in that way but i think yeah. in terms of like if you broke down the individual sports like i think there are like I, I hope or i would aim like to to support like ways in which the individual sports can be more accessible yeah yeah i think so i mean we've run in that i think is brilliant because what you some trainers i think right and obviously some comfortable clothes i think i don't run so you, you tell me like, how it is um, um and we're cycling but i don't know there's some clubs i talked to marco pinotti on here and he said his son's gone to a club where they have bikes on loan and you can ride and i think that sort of scheme you know would really help encourage participation but i, I, think I would love to you know do something where you can get into the schools and you know communities and really try and encourage people to say hey look like you could do this like look at the stevens of this world look at the justin williams or the kevin raises the world. it's possible right so like have a go and try that out really um mohammed asked the question uh fit fetish blog says 100 percent no, thank you for that um mohammed asked the question he said who inspires stevens sorry i missed the answer earlier when things stalled yeah sorry about that mohammed i'm now sitting on my router so the connection should be crisp. should be crisp, but yeah, Stephen, do you want to go back on that and just say what yeah, you so said? Yeah, I would just I just said briefly, really, like I guess some of the people that I've ran with and trained with, um, mm. you know, I've seen people, for example, like chip away at their marathon time, for example, over the space of like five years, and so I think that takes a lot of like dedication, perseverance, um, mm. and doing all, doing that alongside like a full time job as well. So I think I've found that that inspiring personally and i think that's yeah. also part of the reason why i originally started running uh, yeah. marathons or slightly longer distances is, is being inspired by people around me and people other people that i saw doing it um, right. and so and yeah i guess also like maybe with triathlon i guess the likes of alistair brownlee obviously as, yeah. a, as a gb athlete um yeah. watched the um the challenge daytona last last week um, mm -hmm. where they race so that was like really interesting to see grand grand i've just noticed one of my good buddies daniel hawkins he's over in i'm pretty sure it's boston massachusetts so dan thank you for joining he is the reason we were going to go to italy so we're part of the six hills collective um and we were going to go to see his heritage in um near turin cuneo was the place for it. dan welcome and thanks for joining it's towards the tail end but Better late than never is is my motto for now. Um, Stephen, just flicking it back to you again, like the stuff you do, like say marathons, for example. In my mind, I think the body can do amazing things. We've seen that time and time again with people still pushing themselves to ridiculous limits. It's the mind for me. Like I would want to just give up. So like when you're running 26 miles and you're halfway through it and you're just whatever like how do you stay on track like i'm gonna finish this thing like do you have some games you play in your head like any advice basically because i think it would be useful to me in a lot of ways just to have that that stay in power that you know you must have to be running for like three hours or whatever it is crazy that you do yeah i mean i think there's probably like a couple of things i think i think i think one um the first thing i think is definitely 
um, nutrition. So I think okay. if you are um, if you're not fueling yourself or you're not hydrated, um, either, yeah. um, you, you will feel a lot worse. So, so even if, if you're thinking it's like a psychological thing, obviously feeling wise, like you'll feel more tired, like you, you won't feel as good. Um, so I think nutrition is, is, is really important. And that goes on to the, probably what I say. Number two is like the training in that yeah. if you, um, you know, not not to take anything away from from anyone who might i don't know maybe like do a race at short notice or or not yeah. not have the time to train or anything like that but i think if you if you give yourself plenty of time to prepare and to train um i think you can have some level of confidence um that like i don't know if you're doing a marathon and and you know you've had like a good 20 mile run like you know yeah. you're capable of running the 20 miles so like in your head like, you know you can do it like that sure. and then there's only like six more miles left which actually like those six miles feel like like those six miles feel longer than the 20 sometimes but yeah. at least like when you get there you know like you've only got six six miles left and if you're doing it in a city like like london you kind of know where you are as well and you yeah, know yeah. like where you're heading to so you know it's not that far um yeah. And so, yeah, I'll probably say those two things. And, and I think the last thing, probably just having something planned for after the race. Um, oh, yeah. Is this why the holiday come into it? So you yeah, do exactly. this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, so I think the fact that you know, like, you know, if you're not feeling good and you know you've got, I don't know, an hour or half an hour left of, of like, suffering, then at least you know you've got like an hour or that half an hour and then you've got like a yeah. holiday or then you can relax or then you're like you're gonna go to the pub or you're gonna go for dinner or whatever it might be but at least you you've got something to look forward to at the end brilliant no i love that i do i really do love that and i think it's it's still not convinced me to do a marathon <laughs> I have to admit. but it's nice to just get into your I'm head a bit and i'm gonna keep like keep mentioning it Keep chipping away, keep chipping away, because it's that. Like I said, I did that half marathon some years ago, and yeah, it uh, it was it was interesting. But good. Um, one of the things I didn't get to ask you about. So I think I came to see you through social media. You know, find you there, and just love the stuff that you're putting out across the period. You know, post George Floyd's death and stuff. Just really informative stuff around Black Lives Matter and um, lovely sort of snippets. And then there's one that I saw which was. Awesome when I think you became an ambassador for like Specialized UK and obviously they were like one of the few brands that came out and sort of said something, certainly in the USA, I, I know I didn't see much on the UK side, but on the, in the USA, they sort of came out and sort of said that, you know, we've been part of this systematic problem, whatever else they said, but um, you're doing that. And we haven't really talked about that. I mean, I, I keep it cool. We could, we could move on from that sort of stuff. But it's interesting to know sort of the partnerships that you've got with brands and stuff, because I feel like there are some organizations that are like thinking now that they could do better in terms of marketing and representation um, than others. So yeah, I thought I'd just open it to you to touch upon what you were, and I'm not going to probe too much because you know, you might be private guy. So. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, so, so to be completely honest, um, what happened was is that um, obviously a lot of companies kind of like put out um, their black squares, but then some like followed that up with, you know, certain steps or certain things they wanted to do. Some, I guess if you're talking about specifically cycling, some, you know, cycling brands, you know, specifically said or called out the fact that, you know, there wasn't much diversity in cycling in, in various mm -hmm. ways. Um, and they, they wanted to improve, you know, inclusion and things like that. So I think there was there was some who posted, and some who followed up, and, and some who didn't really do anything. Um, and um, I would say, like, to be completely honest, I did have a bike that was from one from a manufacturer who didn't do anything, um, yeah. and I did ask them uh, um, based on some work I've done with them before. I did ask them directly, um, basically about if they were going to do anything or say anything or what their plans were. Um, and I didn't get an awful lot back. Um, no. so, yeah, so that, you know, for obvious reasons didn't really, you know, sit well with me. And I think at the time, um, you know, I wanted to work with 
with certain brands that I felt like were, you know, um, I guess doing their bit. They they wanted to help. Yeah. They wanted to support in in different ways depending on I guess what kind of brand they were. Um, and so so yeah, I I kind of didn't really want to ride the bike that I had. Um, and so yeah, I I contacted um, specialized and then yeah ended up working with them. And one of the things, especially like I'm interested in working with them more, especially as we move into next year, um, yeah. is, is working on that bit around like. Um, not necessarily accessibility because I think there's, 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 I guess you can't just give bikes to people. But I think like I think you know whether or not I can help them with like running some workshops or um, we can do some sessions in the community to to make people aware a bit more aware yeah. of like road safety and yeah. uh, cycle yeah. safety and things like that. And and also I yeah. guess as you said, sort of talking about maybe my experience of cycling or in cycling or yeah. in triathlon and um, just hoping to like encourage or maybe inspire like more people um, no, I love that. to to ride um, in, like initially in, in I guess my local community in like Islington or Hackney but then sort of see how things go so I'll be working with um, uh, specialised on that like into next year Brilliant, brilliant. I'm excited to see how that rolls out, really, because um, yeah, it's 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 grand, and I think interesting that you say about you know the bike brand that you did have, because like I've got into this mode now, and I, and I know a few of my friends are like this, where you can't unless you were hiding under a rock, you can't know what's happened this year and think something of it. So there's one thing to be like, oh, I'm not racist, but then there's another thing to be like, right, I'm going to be anti-racist, and I'm actually going to try and be proactive in helping them redress whatever you can and the way that i am now is like before i buy anything now i'll look on like their social media pages and stuff like that and i'll be like let me just see like historically did you have any diversity anyone that might look a little bit like me maybe more like steven because good looking fella you know um and if they didn't but they have started to try and incorporate i'm not saying take the whole thing over but at least pay some sort of attention to it then i'm like okay maybe i will but you'll be surprised that like so many brands that are out there now who still to now just haven't seemed to think that it would be important. So then I just take it as well. That's cool. Like that's fine. Do that. But I'm not going to buy that stuff because yeah. you don't really want my money because you don't want me to see myself in your clothes, right? So it's that's 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 where it's at. That's what it is, really. Yeah, and I think um, I think for, in a lot of cases, like it's it's really noticeable, um, mm. and I think now people are more aware of it. Um, and and ultimately, I think especially when you're looking at things like I guess like social media um, or like a brand social media account, um, you know you can easily look back to see like what kind of stuff they were posting like yeah. you know pre like this year yeah what did yeah. it look like last year and you can see like quite easily whether or not it is diverse or not um, yeah so yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, uh, thank you so much for touching on that. Oh, a couple of people I want to say hello to. So my wife is tuned in. That is awesome. Thank you for joining, my darling. Um, Kelly Samuelson has joined us over in Colorado. I want to say, Kelly, welcome. And uh, Kenny Sykes, a really good good friend of mine, one of the sort of cycling crew, one of my day ones. But welcome, Kenny. Thanks for joining. We had some technical issues, so you're catching towards the end. But hopefully, I saved this and we can go back but um like i'm i'm hi kelly so i'm i'm sort of conscious of sort of timing and stuff like that i think i don't know how small people haven't burst into this room right now because i can hear them there's a christmas party going on next like literally there and they're coming they're coming for me um so so before i wrap up before i wrap up i just thought i'd just ask it over to you really and just sort of say is that because it's been a lovely conversation we flowed despite technology despite broadband issues whatever we flowed it but is there anything that you really wanted to talk about that we haven't touched upon that you think would be good for people to to hear or or know a bit more about? Um, I don't know, not, like not not specifically. I guess like the only thing I would probably say like is like I cycle a lot indoors as well, um, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's that's really helped. I guess like both physically and mentally. I think especially over like lockdown, um, yeah. it was great to be able to to be able to still ride inside um, when kind of time outside was sort of like a bit restricted. 
Um, and I think also like, yeah, I, I guess from a COVID perspective as well, although like, obviously you've got, um, I guess if you're riding a bike, it's kind of, it's more difficult to catch. But I think, um, yeah, I, I've just found it like massively helpful being able to ride, um, being able to continue to ride inside really. Yeah, that's brilliant. And and because I've se I've seen you definitely on Zwift there actually. And do you do some of the training plans? Because I mess with them, but the commitment is fierce, man. Like I just, I, I, yeah, I just do my own thing because uh, it's hard to commit. But do you do some of those training plans on there as well? Yeah, definitely. So like I've been doing. Um, so usually, like when I'm try training, my uh, my training plan is linked to Zwift, so I can do my sessions like on Zwift and indoor. Oh, cool. so over the last couple of weeks, I've been doing the Zwift Try Academy. Um, so it's something I think they do. I think they do it every year, but uh, they change it slightly every year. So I think this year is maybe the third year. Um, I think <clears> last year was just mainly road cycling, uh, but I did do it last year as well. Um, but yeah, so so I'm kind of part way through that now. I did my last um, last cycle session this afternoon, so it's like five cycle sessions, five run sessions, and two races. Um, so yeah, I've I've only got a couple left now. But actually, I I I wanted to do that especially because um, I did notice that like over the the past two years or so, when Zwift have done that before. Um, they, they basically have everyone that does it and then they have like semi-finalists and finalists. But right. I'm pretty sure in in the, the last two or three years that they've done it, there's, there's not been an awful lot of diversity in anyone that's kind of gone through to the semi-finalists. Um, from what I saw, and, and that might not be, um, you know, might not, might not be the whole picture, but it didn't look yeah, like there was anyone black who had who had gone through to the semi-finals um, so I'm not, I might not necessarily like be picked or or I don't know exactly how they they pick people but um, I at least wanted to make sure like from a representation representation point of view that my name was in the hat anyway That's um, awesome. so I've only got a couple more sessions left I think the deadline is like the, the 24th or 23rd of December so yeah I should get should get everything done in time man that'd be awesome if you could do it I mean that'd be such a cool thing because you know it's like people coming through just to see someone um in there it's a bit like you know you see the williams brothers sort of cycling you're like oh and they look they do it their way you know with the fashion and the music and all that stuff it just inspires you to get on it so look best of luck best of luck with that it's been fantastic just chatting to you about all things and you know we chat anyway i mean chat yesterday we chat today i'll probably call you later on you know um <laughs> But it's no, it's really, really good to just hear a bit about what you've been doing, and and hopefully we can come back like next year, we could do it again, like maybe before or after like a race, or when you're in some exotic place, we can check in with you and see if if schedules allow, and just see what what it really takes to do the stuff you do, which is hat off to you, man. It's impressive, super impressive, really. Thank you. So cool. So look, thanks so very much, and we just want to say thanks to everyone for joining. If right for unity, if you're into it, if you like what you've heard. We started off riding online, um, and that's what we do every Wednesday. We ride, we do a Zwift ride at 8.30 GMT. But if you don't use Zwift, you want to ride your bike outside, you can do that. Use Strava to tag it and just hashtag Ride for Unity. So be part of it, be part of our cycling club. Um, and we've got some exciting plans coming up as well. I put a story out just earlier about the partnership that we've got with Laureus, Sport for Good, who, a bit like what Stephen was talking about, really believe that sport has the power to unite people, bring them together. And they had 200 programs running in 40 countries, just funded by donations by good people like yourself um, to help kids escape discrimination, violence, and get more education um, through sport. So if you like the sound of that, in the bio somewhere, you can click it. You could just donate. You could just donate if you feel, you know, to do so. But um, Stephen, really just... Thank you so much. But over to you, really, like if you want to close out, then like, I'm really happy, really happy for you to do so. No, I mean, I, I would just say thank you to you. Like, I know it takes a lot of time to kind of like organize and, and do all the things that you do. And I think um, I think what's really good is like and through these chats as well is being able to hear from from different people, different backgrounds, different experiences different sexes different races like just different people and i think what's really interesting or what i find really interesting about them is that um no matter who they are or where they're from there's, there's probably some element of of like a story or some element of an experience that that they sort of recount that 
you can identify with. So yeah. I think yeah. um, it's just really, I think especially now when, um, although we're connected to people through social media, I think it's just really um, important, especially now when we're a little bit more distanced and everything, to be able to hear people's stories and, and talk to people and ask questions and, and things like that. Yeah. So I just say thank you to you for, for your oh, work man. and um, keep it going. Great. It's great. Thank you. It's something that I'm, I'm, you know, super passionate about. And it's not just for me. I like talking. You know I like talking. But it's also with the aim that, you know, people check in and get inspired. And hopefully my kids, other people's kids think, oh, why not? You know, and then together we just do it. That's what the whole like, the unity bit is about. You know, like together we unleash our full powers and go at it hard and just create an amazing world and environment to live in. Starting with bicycles, but then going on to other stuff. Obviously, we can go on to other stuff more. But um, thank you. Um, it's gone quiet. I reckon T minus 10 seconds is going to kick off. In my head. But have a great weekend. And we definitely will chat soon and um, catch up on plans and stuff like that. Yeah, you too. You too. Take it easy. Right. Cheers. Take care. Bye.